0: Hey guys, welcome back to Clamp Talks. This is my second podcast today. I Had to go in and warm my fingers up just a tad bit. and Pick up my coat. I was like, mmm, it's cold. Um, but today, um, what I'll talk about now is growing up in a black family. You feel me? Now, personally, I grew up in a black family. My mom was a single mom for most of my life. I mean, she had boyfriends here and there, but we'll get to that shit in a second. You feel me? But growing up, only really black kids to understand how it is growing up in a black family, because there's just certain your white friends just can't relate to. There's certain shit they just can't relate to, like. You, you you learn a lot of shit when you grow up in a, in a black family, especially a single parent black family. You know what I'm saying? One from by the time you start walking to probably the rest of your life, you will be somebody's personal slave. Literally, you feel me? And and black parents actually do some odd ass shit that they wouldn't even do. You feel me? Go in there in the kitchen, right? Grab my Mountain Dew out the refrigerator. Now get a glass out there out the cabinet not one of the tall ones the small ones I don't like them tall ones put three and a half ice cubes in that bitch right you feel me then pour my Mountain Dew in there pour that half the bottle into that cup don't shake it up don't shake it up make sure it's still fizzy you feel me and pour that in there put the bottle back make sure the on. put it on the third shelf behind the mayonnaise and then bring me that glass and you sitting there, we're confused, like, you, all this shit they need you to do because they don't want to get up to go get some shit. It's, it's, it's crazy. Then let you fuck this up just a little bit. I told your ass. What the? What, really? You just can't? Like, no, Mom, I'm, I'm, I don't know, bro. I You know? Um. Also, like, it's even more weird things. We didn't send you to the store. Look here, go to the store for me, right? Uh, I need a two liter of Pepsi, Wild Cherry Pepsi. Make sure it's in the freezer. Don't want the ones on the floor. And if you can't get, if they only have none in the freezer, ask them to get one from the back. I want it cold. I need a half pint or a pint of cookies and cream ice cream, not the knockoff kind. I want the UDF version. That's it. You feel me? Then I want my change back. And you got about 20 minutes to get here and there and back. But can I get something? No, I don't have no money for that. But they hand you a twenty dollar bill. But I don't, you know what I mean? Shit like that. Also, black parents, you ever say whoopings with black punishments with black parents is some crazy shit. Ain't no ain't no timeouts. Ain't no talking. It's you get your ass whooped. Like, but you know what's crazy, though? A black parent will ask you to do something something that's literally almost physically impossible. And they know this because they're a human, too. Now, you ever stood in front of your parent, right? And they want to and they gonna smack the shit out you. You feel me? But it, but you you flinch as this happens, and then like stop moving, put your hands down, put my hands down, lady. I was I was always that kid that's asking questions, cause I'm a logical motherfucker. So I'm like, but your you, mom, you asked me to do something I can't actually do. The normal human reaction is to duck or to put your hands up when something's about to harm you. I don't give a fuck. And then they then they bring this shit up. It was always crazy. Nobody helped me when I was a kid. Well, just because your parents was slapping the shit out, you don't mean you got to do me like that. But then you asking me to do something I can't do. Then they get madder when you do it. Or like when a or like when a when a parent's holding your hand, right? And they got the belt. And they whooping you and you're running around in a circle, right? And they and you're moving your leg as every as every swing, because you're moving your leg up so you can, you can miss that shit. Stop moving. Stop moving. You asking me to do something that no other human being would literally be able to do unconsciously. You feel me? I and unless I, 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 no, that don't make sense. Somebody swinging something at you, you typically gonna move. I mean, I was taught by you, mom, you feel me, you know, or dad, whatever, that if somebody hurting you or you want something going to hurt you, you don't do it. Like putting my hand on the stove. You wouldn't want me to put my hand on the stove because it hurt me. But you want to swing this belt at me, though, and want me to stand there. I'm confused. You know, but um, also there is no reasoning with black parents. There's no reasoning. This is what you going to do. You feel me? And next cuz cuz the best one. Best one you gonna get cuz I said so. That's it. No no obligation. No, I mean no explanation. No nothing cuz I said so. And even you you ever you ever tried to try to challenge your parents' logic when it don't make sense? You feel me? And then you actually, because I'm like, and like, I've had situations like that with my parents. where I'm like, hey, yo, mom, uh, but if you do it this way, you can do better. I, I don't tell me what, I, I know what I'm doing. I'm grown. That's the biggest one. I'm grown. Every argument ends with that. I'm grown. Because I'm grown. I can't, I can't express that enough. Because I'm grown. You feel me? No matter what you say, they got that comeback. Because I'm grown. Then, you feel me, like, and then th- my, my mom went through this phase, right, where um, when I was about... I would say, um, I want to say six, seven, eight years old. Back this about the time that she got married to this guy named Robbie. I'll get to him in a second. When I get to the stepdad thing, the stepdad portion of this of this podcast. Um, she went through, We was going to church a lot. My mom became a really big church person. She still is now. Love my mom for that. For finding her religion. I don't. I didn't want religion shoved down my throat. But well, that's a whole. That's a cement to black families. Fucking church. You know what I'm saying? Literally, straight church. You know what I'm saying? We going to church on Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights, Sunday, all that shit. But me and my brother, we want to act up. We want to play around and shit. So she start bringing this spatula with her. And it was in the car, in her purse. And we knew it was there. It was a blue plastic spatula. I remember this because I remember getting hit with it. You feel me? So, and you know, we sitting there cutting up and shit. She'd be like, you want to go to the car? "Mm -mm, Mm-mm, mm-mm, no. Mm Mm-mm, mm-mm. But it end up happening. You feel me? And I imagine that. You're standing out there by your car, and you're getting whooped by your parents. Now, this is one thing. This is a, this is a, this this is something that everybody can relate to that's had a black parent. Most people can. My mom went through that phase where that smacked the shit in public phase. Smack the shit out of you in public phase. You feel me? Now, it basically means just what it said. We may be out somewhere publicly, and you fuck up. You think because you be out somewhere that you might not get hit in public. You will get hit in public. You feel me? I remember one day we was at the Tri-County Mall. Tri-County Mall is in Cincinnati, for some of y'all that don't know. My, my fellow Cincinnatians, y'all know what's up. Dirty Natty. Nasty Natty. We was there one day. I remember I was like eight years old, right? We were walking around the mall. My brother, he was being a little bad or whatever. He's two years older than me. He be being bad and not really cooperating. You feel me? My mom getting fed up. I knew something was wrong because we went to go to the escalator. She said, no, no, let's take the elevator. No, no, I see me? I knew what was about to happen. Because I'm like, ain't no reason we need to wait for this elevator unless she wants some privacy. You feel me? Why she whipped your ass. We get in the elevator. Well, the elevator come. Boom. You know, some couple old couple come out. My mom being all nice to them. Hey, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? I like your dress. Okay. We get up in there. Boom. Them doors shut. You feel me? Them doors come to shut. Me, I got the, I'm, I, I'm not scared because I'm not about to be the one to get my ass beat. That's him. But I don't know. For some reason, maybe he didn't catch on to this. You feel me? I don't know. So that door hit, her hand came up so fast across his face, boom! I said, oh! Shit! But in uh, the inside of me, this is that fucked up thing about being a black child, the inside of me is kind of giggling a little bit, like, ha 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 ha, ha yeah! But you, I swear to God, because we've all dealt with that, so when you see somebody whoop their kid in public, I swear I be getting them. I'm, in the, I'm the homie in the background, like, beat his ass! Beat his ass! I don't even know what the kid then did, you feel me? But I'm in the corner, like, yeah, whoop his ass! Whoop That's what's wrong with these kids nowadays, I'm saying that now because I'm 30 and shit, back in the day, I'm mad, I'm, I'm mad, I'm pissed off because motherfucker that's, that's, that's watching me get my ass whooped is laughing and shit, fuck you, dude, you know this is child abuse, you feel me, you know, but like, see so you look at at television, talk to your mama like that, get your ass whooped, like, oh, man, that's, come on, dude, but now as an adult, I'm so with that, ain't nothing better than watching somebody whoop their kid's ass in public, that is some shit, I will kill, I will clearly, I will stop my entire day, just to watch that, and that, that comes from nothing except growing up in a black family, I swear to God, um, so that's that, um, but you learn a lot of respect, too, from having a growing up in a black family, you learn that from one, you got to stay the fuck out of grown folk business, you learn, I think a lot of white kids don't learn this, because they stay in grown folk business when they're kids, I met a lot of white teenagers when I lived in Gahanna, 16, 17, 15, you know what I'm saying, I was like 19, they stayed all the way the fuck in their parents' business, you feel me, I'm like, bro, I don't, I don't, I don't that's weird to me, You're like, why, because you got your ass beat, fucking with me, my family, you know, and let you, like, uh, my mom, you know, had, had sisters and brothers, you learn really fast that, one, whatever the fuck mama say in front of these people, you don't say shit else against it, even if it's a lie. Because, I mean, I'm pretty sure we all done heard our parents exaggerate something to our, one of our aunts or uncles. And you're like, that's not right. I made a mistake one day of saying that. That's not right. had hey, my ass whooped. I told her i not be talking about. my I said, I tell her I'm grown. Don't, talk, don't be trying to correct me. But, but mom, that, that's not what happened. I was there. and I'm just saying, I mean, you, you saying I'm not supposed to lie, but you asking me to, to not say nothing when you clearly lie. Okay. That makes sense, mom, I guess, I I don't know, maybe I'm wrong here, you know what I'm saying, but that you also learn at a real young age that mama is key, mama is king, but grandma is really king, I mean, mama is queen, let me put that the wrong way, I said king because a lot of African-American ladies gotta play two roles, they gotta play mommy and daddy, so you know what, I'm not even gonna correct myself, mommy is straight king, you feel me, some of y'all niggas' daddies wasn't there there or financially or emotionally or whatever so mama was king but grandma was real big mama we knew what the fuck that boy that meant you know what i'm saying everybody called their mama said grandma was something different maybe it's meemaw or grams or something like that my, my grandma was named grand 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 or grand grand i didn't know my grandmama's first fucking name until she died honestly i don't give a fuck how old i was that was still grand hey grand you know what I mean? But you know, but you know, you knew when you was at Grand's house that certain shit was gonna get done. You feel me? You showering at the same time every night. You feel me? You ain't you watching cartoons. That's really about it. You going to sleep at a certain time. You don't get away with shit at Grand's house. But you know, at Grand's house, you getting all that extra change. See, my grandma kept change. I don't know why. She just, you know, older, older African American lady. She kept a whole bunch of change, and she would, we we, me and my cousins would go. Me and my cousin Whitley. My brother, Mike and, and my brother, my sister, Mike and Brittany or my, my cousin, we go over to my grand house and she break out the change drawer, which we we're about to get. We were about to get at least three, four dollars a piece. Now, when you under the age of 10 years old, that's some cash, that's straight money. But you knew not to fuck with grand. You don't just you don't fuck with grand at all. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never heard nobody even raise their fucking voice to my grandma. And in the whole time I was alive till she died you know what I'm saying, but that's one thing, you feel me, actually, when I get, I'm gonna talk about my, my mom's side of my family for a second, and how, and how that, and then I'm gonna talk about my dad's side of my family, all right, and how that shit goes with black families, I should have thought about that beforehand, but I'm on a roll, so we'll see, but I'll, I'll mix it up, I'll mix it up, fuck it, but yeah, but I'll say it again, you realize mama is fucking king, you know what I'm saying, you ain't talking back to your mama, not out of res- not just out of respect, but you not do that out of fear of your fucking life, Literally, black children have the fear of God put in them from their parents, from their mom, from the day they're born. You know what I'm saying? Because if she don't fuck you up, you got hella cousins or uncles that will fuck you up. You feel me? That will literally put hands on you. You feel me? I know, I know, I got cousins on my dad's side, especially my cousin, Mark. I know i whoop my fucking ass if I said some crazy shit to my mama. I mean... Me and my mom had some really heated conversations, but I ain't never went there. Went to some crazy shit to my mama, but I know if he heard about that shit, Mark would whoop my fucking ass. I mean, I know you ain't talk to your mama like that. I know he was—he's one that's really big on respect to your mama. You know what I'm saying? And he—he he was just—that was my—that was my—he's uh, probably my closest cousin I have on my dad's side. Me and him around the same age and all that shit. He'd have beat the shit out of me for something like that. He wouldn't even want to. He'd be like, "Damn, little cuz, I only want to do you like this." Damn, fam, I don't even want to have to punch on you like this, but you talk crazy to your mama. what you expect from me? You know what I'm saying? You learn, not, you learn not to do that shit. You learn also, in a black family, to take care of your fucking self at a young age. You learn how to wash your dishes. You learn how to wash your clothes. You learn that you're going to have to get the fuck up yourself for school, because mama got to work. You learn a lot of shit from black family. But at the same time, you also learn some fucked up shit, and you see some fucked up shit. Family gatherings, especially on my mom's side, was not a fun experience for me or my cousins. I tell you why. If you fucking up in school, you're getting talked about the whole time. Ain't they talking about you right there while you sitting right there in your face like you just ain't shit. Oh, uh, you out here getting C's and D's, huh? Hell wrong with you. Where you get that from your daddy? Hey y'all Yeah, I got I had black, I have black I have black aunts. So they, it's everything is your daddy. You know what I mean? Like, oh your daddy must have gave you that shit, because I don't you ain't learning that from us. Are you sure though? You feel me? But you know, if you done got in trouble, they talking about you and let you don't. You don't talk shit at a family gathering. You don't talk shit there, because you know why? Your mom is looking for an ex- looking, looking for an excuse to whoop your ass publicly in front of your aunts and uncles. And you got in one thing, ain't nobody gonna help you. Ain't nobody gonna help you at all. They was sit there and at your ass the whole time. That's some embarrassing shit. I mean, that, that happened once or twice. That is some embarrassing ass shit. You know what I'm saying? It ain't fun. But yeah, like I said, if you you got aunts, uncles, and all this shit, your mama and your daddy is taking a lot of pride talking shit about you to them because they feel like you be, you belong to them. They, they, yeah. My mom used to say this thing that was a freak. me out when I was a kid, right? But we would be at my aunt's house or my grandma's house, and we knew it was time to leave. My mom said, "If anybody, whoever came out of me, let's go." I'm like, "Ew, mom, I don't need to hear none of that, fam. you came out of me, you feel me? It's time to go." Well, you know, my daddy always told me I was the milkman's baby, so I don't know. You feel me, that mom? I'm just be real about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, they feel like you belong to them. You feel me? You gonna act? You gonna you gonna act accordingly? You know what I'm saying? You know, my mom was, I mean, like, I mean, black, not just my mom. Black moms in general. If mama want a back massage. You giving that up? You feel me? If mama want her foot feet rubbed, you giving that up? mean, you know, you're gonna put your time in for that? You feel me? If your mama don't like your girlfriend, she gotta go. You feel me? It's flat out how it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? She, I brought one girl home. My mom has met one girlfriend of mine when I was underage. I think she kind of liked her, but she made a really weird comment one day when we was in the kitchen. We was kind of hugged. They said, you know that sexual assault, right? I'm like, what the fuck is r-? You know what I mean? I love my mom to death, but that's that black parenting shit. There's a lot of black fam, A lot of black moms don't want their children dating white women. You know what I'm saying? They won't tell you that, but they'll talk shit about white women, though. Oh, you know, he only left her because he only got with her because she white. He left his wife and got with her cause, just because he's white. He wasn't a little white girl, a little dumbass white girl. I'm like, okay, mom. All right, auntie. All right, auntie. That's that's cool, I guess, but I don't know if that has anything to do with her being white. But okay, I see how you, you know what I mean. Okay, when I was, oh, let me tell you this shit. When I was seven years old, I literally remember this. I was seven years old. I was in this place called Evanston. Evanston is an urban neighborhood in Cincinnati, right between Avondale and um, Avondale and Norwood. Okay, my dad's and my family, side of my family lived for, 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 predominantly throughout my life. They have lived in Evanston somewhere, Evanston or Price Hill. Most of the time, Everston. At one point, my aunt, my aunt Jackie, lived in Evanston. My grandma lived in Evanston. And my aunt Anita all lived in Everston. Within a six or seven block radius of each other. You know, less than that, actually. So, I used to enjoy when my mom, my mom and dad didn't really get along much growing up. You know what I'm saying? So, they, you know. But whenever we ended up going over there as a family to my dad's side of my people, my, my people was on my dad's side's house. I'm happy because I get to be around my cousins on my dad's side. I love my cousins on my dad's side. You know what I'm saying? You know, they were a little rougher around the edges because they just had a different upbringing than me. You feel me? So there's a lot of things that we couldn't relate to, but I like being around them I like being around my dad or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, and them, you feel me? I learned a lot from my cousins. You know what I'm saying? I learned a fuck ton of a lot from my cousins, especially about these streets and about women. But I'll get to that in a little bit. So we were, oh, a dog just barked at me. That just creeped me the fuck out. Uh-uh. Um, so we were over there at my aunt Jackie's house. She lived off the street called Wabash. I remember this very vaguely because I have great memory. She had a white house that had these great windows in the front of her house where, you know, you turn them with a the knob. You sort and it opens the windows up. She had a really sweet little house. I liked it. You know what I'm saying? I'm riding around. we riding around the bikes. we riding the bikes up and down the street because my mom and my aunts and, and on my dad's side and my dad, they all, and my cousins, my female cousins, they all sitting up on the porch They do anything. My dad's side of my family, they sitting there, they sipping on their alcohol, smoking their cigarettes. They playing spades, doing, they doing thing. And this is, to me, this is straight heaven to me. Cause I'm just like, oh shit, you know what I mean? This is sweet. I love these times where I can be with my cousins and my mom is happy. My dad and my mom getting along. They joking around and shit. I'm loving this. You feel me? Mind you, I'm seven years old, seven or eight. I can't remember seven or eight. I remember I had told my mom or I don't, I think I told, no, I told my dad, my dad likes a lot of white women. My dad is the only dated white women the entire time I've been born. You feel me? I think the only black woman my, my, my dad dated before I was born was my mom, which is weird. I don't know why. And he had a preference. So he asked me, you know what I mean? And when I was, you know, younger, and hey, you like you know, like white women? I'm like, yeah, white women are kind of cute. You know, a hot little blonde or whatever. I think he was dating a blonde at the time. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, she's cute or whatever. He told my mom this. I think he told her this in a passing conversation. I don't know. I roll back up to the house with the bike, right? You feel me? I'm just enjoying the day. As I'm down, as I roll up, I see all these female cousins and my mom and my aunt standing right at the bottom of the steps. I'm like, okay, what the fuck is going on? I stop. One of them grabbed the bike, actually. I think my aunt Jackie did. grab the bike. I stopped. I'm like, what's going on? I'm, I'm, I'm over here shook. I'm shook as fuck. I'm all the way shook you know what I'm saying, and she's like, they're like, oh, you like white women, what's wrong with a black woman, huh, y'all, yeah, 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 y'all get, you get that from your daddy, what's wrong with a black woman, the only thing I can say as a child, my proper talking ass is, I just, I just think it's, well, I like what I like, there's nothing wrong with that, I'm like a little bitch, you feel me, because they was jumping in my ass, mind you, again, I am fucking seven or eight years old, i they was and these are these people were my older cousins are 14, 15. My aunts are in their 30s and I got my mom jumping down my ass and my dad still sitting his ass on the front porch. I'm looking at this nigga for help like, you go, hey dad, hey, hey fam, you go, you know he come down there like, man, leave the boy alone. That's my dad's favorite line, leave the boy alone. You feel me? But I'm sitting here shook I'm crying and shit. They broke me. I was broke that day. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's that black family shit. No matter if they're on your mom's side or your dad's side, they can agree on something and fuck your ass up with it. You know, so that was like that was that was some other shit. Um, other things. So yeah, you learn a lot of levels of respect for certain people in your family. You know to stay in your fucking lane. You you can go off that lane if you want to, but you will be corrected. You will be corrected. It will happen. You know what I'm saying? You'll be brought the fuck back in a heartbeat. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm gonna talk. That's that that is that for black families or whatever, um, wait, no, no, I got some, mm-hmm, I think I got some more, oh, also, in a black family, the scale of entertainment you gonna have varies a lot, you know what I'm saying, because, like, we had a time period we had cable, and then didn't have cable, you learn to really enjoy yourself when you don't have cable, we didn't have cable, but what we had was, was a black tote full of VHS tapes, a fucking tote that stands to about to my fucking knees, you feel me? Filled with hundreds of VHS tapes. I shit you not. If it was made in the nineties, me, my brother, my sister, or my cousin Whitley has seen the fucking movie multiple times and can recite the movie to you. Literally word for word. We don't we, 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 we had games with my mom and my family where we would get food stamps for being able to recite lines of movies. This is broke nigga shit. But it was fun though. It was great. I know so many movie lines off the top of my head that only my little cousin would understand or my brother because of just that. That was the movie time was our family time. That was the biggest thing that we did together was watch movies. I'm talking like, okay, a Saturday, a Saturday for us was going to Surrey Square in Norwood in Cincinnati. If you don't know, in Surrey Square, they had a little strip mall in there. You feel me? A little strip mall had a media play. Word up to Media Play, y'all don't know about that shit, that's back in the day shit, Media Play, and um, they had a little $2 movie theater, this motherfucker, I didn't, I mean, I know now about $2 movie theaters, but that's, I grew up on $2 movie theaters, I'm talking like a whole Saturday, a best Saturday for us was going there, going and getting Arby's, Cheddar Melts and shit from Arby's, bro, and going to fucking the movie theater and watching movies all day, Literally all day, I'm talking, I was watching radar movies at five years old. I saw scream in theaters when it came out. You feel me? I've been straight desensitized to to to, to violent movies or scary movies or sexual movies. You know what I'm saying? But that was our family time. That was the best time that we would have with each other. And we had to do. We sit out and watch a movie. It wouldn't matter what it was. You feel me? Me and my back in 01, 02001. Bring It On was fucking on stars. Bring It On was on stars three times a day. At 7:30 a.m. it's on before I go to school. It's on at 3:30 when I get home, and it's on at 8 o'clock every day of the week, five days in a row they took Saturday and Sunday off, maybe Kirsten Dunst got busy, I don't know, but you feel me, like, we got, saw that movie so much, you feel me, even if it was, if it was just, if we liked it so much, if it was on, we'd watch it, it wouldn't matter what else is on, fuck it, we're gonna watch this, you know what I'm saying, we're gonna watch that, but we, there are some movies that are literally stapled into me and my cousin and my brother's and my sister's minds, you feel me, that will never leave, I'm talking like like Angela's ashes. Nigga, if you ain't never seen Angela's Ashes, watch that shit. Watch that shit. That is some. You think as a black child you went through a struggle, watch Angela's Ashes, my nigga. You feel me? It's about this dude, Frank McCourt, and his family. He wrote a book about this. He was Irish in like the early 1900s. An Irish kid, you feel me? His parents, everybody in everybody in the fucking in, 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 in that time period was going from Ireland coming to America. You feel me? Haha, <laughs> coming to America. That's another movie. But never coming to America. His mom married uh, an American guy. She was Irish. And they actually moved back to Ireland. And it shows his life with his brothers and sisters growing up poor as fuck in Ireland. You feel me? Poor as complete shit. And their dad being an alcoholic throughout the entire time. And their parents, Irish Catholics, they believe in procreation. They don't believe in you know, birth control, or, you're supposed to procreate, a woman's job is to take care of the family and keep having kids, this is early, this is early 1900s, so she's having kids over and over again, and they're dying, because they're dying from food, from thirst, or from hunger, or the consumption, learn about that, the consumption, shout out to Whitley Bell, consumption, nigga, um, but yeah, so like, you know, but it's a a powerful movie, and that's when we we would sit out and just watch when we had shit else to do, because it shows you that real fucking struggle. But yeah, movies, telling you, movies is the best fucking time. I will sit down and watch a movie with anybody. You know what I'm saying? Especially a family member of mine. Shit's real. But so back to the movie thing. That was our shit. If we had some extra money, we go to this place called the Showcase. The Showcase is right right by Bond Hill. You, it's a big ass sign back right next to the freeway that shows you what movies are playing. And this is the this was the hype movie theater. This is this is AMC compared to AMC. You feel me? In Cincinnati. This is AMC. It's like Easton, you feel me? minus all the really really nice shit that it came with, that Easton comes with now, movie theater, but it was like that, that's when the movies first come out, we went and see, me and my cousins, right, we happened to fucking convince my aunts on my dad's side, we are all nine years old, I believe, nine or eight, that's when, and we had them take us, a group of us, my aunt my and my my aunt Kathy, you feel me, had her take all four or five or six of us male cousins to go see South Park, bigger, badder, and uncut. We convinced them. They, 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 I don't even know what. They never looked at the tickets. That this is a rated R movie. They thought this was a cartoon. It was okay. Oh, uh, it was terrible. Once they realized how bad this was, they was like, no, we can't. But they couldn't stop laughing at the shit they never saw South Park before, so they're just fucking dying, they're like, we, we need to leave, but, I but I can't stop, like, we, at least, we watched that entire movie, after we were done, my Aunt Kathy, knowing I'm not like this like the, you know, I'm the, I'm the uh, self-proclaimed smartest one that knows everything, she's like, boy, I blame you, boy, you're an asshole, i said, say, why, she's like, because you knew what that movie was about, I'm, I clearly knew what it was about, I'm like, you're right, but you have fun, <laughs> don't tell your mama about it, I'll say, you know, I'm definitely not telling my mama about it, but yeah, so, um, yeah, that's just, you know, that was the black family, you know, black family, and, 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 and we live in poverty situations, you learn that, you know, to, to embrace your family time whenever you can, you know what I mean, you really, you really, you really do, um, so, yeah, that's about I got to say about black families, next, I'm gonna get on the stepdaddies, these niggas, thanks for listening, guys, bye. Yo, yo, we back on the second segment about, um, growing up in a black family or whatever, on this one, I want to talk about the stepdad, now, anybody most people I know that have single African American parents or a mom, you know what I'm saying, has at some point had to deal with somebody's with stepdaddy. Now, white people can relate to this too, but so most times you end up with one stepdaddy. See, I end up, a lot of people end up with multiple stepdaddies. I'm not saying anything against my mom or whatever, but you know, mom gotta have a life too, right? Or at least that's what we all try to say. Mom gotta have a life too, right? So, you know. So, my mom, my mom was an active person in the dating scene. She did her thing. Whatever. I'm not tripping. But when these niggas would come home to our house or whatever, I'm like, okay. And they tried to, they, you know, they tried to butter us up, giving them some toys and shit or whatever. I'm like, that's, that's cool. Thanks, bro. You're cool. But you forget, bro. See, this is the thing. I, had a, I have a dad. I got a daddy. You feel me? I'm going to get to that later in this story. Feel me? So, I, kinda, I was kind of not the nicest kid to any quote-unquote any dude that dated my mom or any stepfather figure or whatever because I got a motherfucking dad my dad ain't no hoe my dad ugh, I can't wait I'm um, after yeah I'm gonna do a whole fucking podcast after this of just about my father you know what I'm saying and about Uncle Stan I'm gonna get to that in a second so you know they come home and they some be around for a little bit and they leave somewhere around 1995 or 96 my mom meets this guy named Robert Robbie Robert Kelly, yes, his initials, his name was R. Kelly, it, yeah, he was about, about my height, He's about five foot five, I'm five six and a half, he's five foot five, stocky dude, he had that small man complex, you feel me, diesel as fuck, now she met him at this place called the Cat House, I didn't know what the Cat House was, now I know what the Cat House is, you feel me, so I'm like, okay, but she brings Robbie home, you know, and he tries to pull the stepdad card, you feel me, they talk about getting married, yada, 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 cool, now, he had this, now, Robbie had a kid, who was about my age, little Rob, and ironically, my mom's name is Angela, actually, my mom changed her name a few years ago, but my mom's name at this time was Angela, his baby's mom, mother of his other child's name was also Angela, ironically, they kind of looked alike too, you know, pretty, light-skinned, about the same height, definitely the same hair color, I mean, same hair, you know, same hairdo, short with the curls, oh, God, I met that lady, and I was like, what the fuck, like, she looks so much like my mom, that's so weird, but you know what, people gotta type, so, Robbie came in, and we went through what's like the Robbie boot camp, you feel me, you know, his job was to basically give our whole family some structure, and tighten us the fuck up, that's what he was meant to do, but this nigga walk around the whole, he walk around the house, right, with no shirt on, just in boxers, dick swinging, the whole time he walking around, dick just swinging, you feel me, talking shit, talking mean as hell to us, you know, he been to jail, and I think he has some addiction problems, pretty sure of that, you know what I'm saying, like, and he just talking crazy, like, yeah, yeah, what's up, yeah, and I'm I'm type nigga where I can't really necessarily go with this, because I have a fucking dad, mind you, my father, we're going to talk about him in a little bit, you feel me, my father was not the greatest father, and I will definitely be real and admit that shit, but that was my motherfucking daddy, you feel me, so, after my mom and Robbie, so, Robbie, me and Robbie clearly had problems, me and Robbie, my, Robbie and my dad clearly had problems, because my dad is like, fuck that, and fuck that crackhead nigga, that's how my dad rolled, you feel me, my dad's like, so, Robbie was tell me to do shit, so, i clean his bathroom, my dad be on the phone, we don't do, don't clean shit, you ain't cleaning shit, don't move, and because when I think about it, what's worse, nigga, dealing with the punishment from my dad while I'm with my dad, or dealing with the punishment from Robbie, mind you, my dad has never, my dad's whooped me one time in my entire life, one time, you feel me, I'll get to that again when we talk about my father, so, you feel me, Robbie, after my mom got, my mom, Robbie whooped the shit out of me on a regular basis, after my mom and Robbie got married, you feel me, he won this thing where he wanted us to call him daddy, this is why I don't, if, if, if Orion's listening, this is why I don't like that, those daddy references and shit like that, because it brings me back to this, you feel me? I don't even if i ever explained that to him before, but he'll hear it now. So, Robbie had this thing. I have an older brother, I mean, I have an older brother who's two years older than me, and I have an older sister who's, who's four years older than me. At the time, I'm, I'm this is the time of me being between like six and seven, eight, nine-ish, you feel me? Because my mom and Robbie were married, but they were off and on for a while. Robbie wanted us to call him daddy, something my mom was clearly behind. But to basically force this, this action, to indoctrinate into this, us into this, 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 fucking, this, 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 this fucking, indoctrinate us into this whole new shape of our family, you feel me? He wanted to pretty much take this by force. If you didn't call him daddy, you'd get punched in your chest. Literally, this is a stocky, about 200 pound man, you feel me? I am a six-year-old child, six, seven, eight-year-old child, you feel me? If you, literally, you were, I would catch my brother catching the fuck out of himself. Wrapped up to me, daddy, you feel me, or whatever. Yeah, see, you can imagine, if you know me, and you know my father, or knew my father, which I'm gonna explain that again later, you feel me? Ain't no way in hell I was calling any other man, daddy, at all. It wasn't no fucking way. It was no fucking way. You feel me? So clearly, as you can see where this is going with this story, I caught a lot of punches to the chest. Now, mind you, me being actually a kid that constantly's reading and shit, I actually start to realize how dangerous this is to me. You feel me? Because him, heavy handed as he is, punching me in the chest, this wasn't no tap. He was literally socking the fuck out of me and my chest. You know what I'm saying? And, like, so, him being heavy-handed, he could literally knock the rhythm of my heart off. You feel me? He could literally have killed me. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't think about I didn't care about that. I would rather take that hit than have to explain to my father. I would never in my life explain to my father that I called another man dad. Ever. Fuck that. You got me fucked up. Bitch, I'm, as my cousin Whitley always tell me, bitch, I'm a Watson first. Before anything else, my last name is fucking Watson. Oh, God, nigga. You feel me? So... Um, I took, no me and my, him and my dad almost got into a few fights, you feel me, you know, because they would argue over the phone and shit like that, because he didn't like how he was treating, he didn't, my dad didn't like how Robbie treated me, Robbie didn't like that I had, I had no respect for him, I know what you are, I see what you are, my father has told me what you are, you, and you want to force me to be indoctrinated into this whole thing, no, bro, you're not my dad, bro, you're not my dad, bro, it's not happening, it ain't my dad, you are my dad, you are my dad, bro, deal with it, nigga, you feel me, so... Over the years, you feel me. Eventually, him and my mom break up. They separate. He goes his own way. You feel me for a little while. Somewhere around '99, I remember this because she brought him back. She went and got him from somewhere. I didn't know that he had had, you know, drug problems. You feel me? So she goes and gets him. She brings him back to the house. He's all. You know, this is how he got into religion before that. So at some point, at some point, I remember sitting in our living room in North College Hill. That's a suburb outside of Cincinnati. We had an apartment there. We're sitting there, and he's—we're watching the ball drop, and he's reading to us from the Bible. And I just remember being so uncomfortable. I didn't want to be around this person because he was wanting—he was wanting me to do something I couldn't physically do or couldn't force myself to do. I will not. I will never have respect for you. I will never consider you my father. I will none of that shit at all. Not to mention, I just didn't like this nigga. I didn't like how he dressed. I didn't like how he smelled. He wasn't my fucking dad. This nigga didn't really like Tupac. Fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Literally, you could eat straight dick. He was type of nigga that would ride around in the car. We got the seat all the way back. He got one hand on the steering wheel at the bottom of it. Just kind of just rolling. Want to lean all the way back and shit. You know what I mean? Like, bro, come on, bro. Stop, bro. So, yeah. So clearly, after that, after my mom finally, you know, got rid of him or whatever. He died, I think, a few years ago. I don't remember. I heard about it. And I wasn't really, you know, touched by it at all. So after that, my mom had a, a few other boyfriends, you know what I mean? And then my 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 current stepfather, you feel me, Kwame, great guy, great guy, African guy. She, my mom met him when, when I was 15, 16, and started dating or whatever, you know what I mean? Always, you know, I liked Kwame, but it was hard for me to accept Kwame as a stepfather because of the things I went through with my stepdad, bef- stepdads before that, you know what I'm saying, so it was so difficult for me to just, to, 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 to be respectful to him, I'm finding, I didn't even notice, at the- notice this at the time, I was finding every little thing that he would do to be pissed off, even the way he talked to me, he would call me boy, a lot, and that's just how they talk, how Africans talk, and I didn't even, you know what I mean, I'm like, fuck that, talk to me like that, you know what I'm saying, you yeah, yada. Yeah, I'm 16, what's up, you feel me, like, I gotta die, but then I also realized that a lot of that was my father in my ear, too, you know what I'm saying, you know, but eventually, you feel me. Like cause Tom Kwame is a really smart guy. I love having conversations with him. You know what I'm saying? I love being, you know, like he talk about politics any day of the week. Great guy. But it took me so long, a couple years actually, for me to really just want to give him credit in my mind. And now I do. That man's made my mom happy. You know what I mean? For over 15 years now. For 15 years now. So I mean, he has that. He has that spot or whatever. You feel me? Great, straight up. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's that. But yeah, again, as I was saying about these stepdad shit, man, fuck them niggas, bro. Like you feel me? Like I love Kwame, but any other stepdad I've ever had, nigga, fuck you, bro. Like you ain't like I, I, and I, so I can understand why how a kid can feel that way towards a stepdad. Nigga, you ain't my dad though. You feel me? Like, you know, your dad, this your dad, that, but you ain't my father though, flat out. You are not Clifford Allen Watson Jr. That's not you. I know who that light-skinned man is. That's him. You're not him. You feel me? So, yeah, that's how I feel about stepdads, um, but yeah, so, that's that or whatever, I'm going to publish this podcast, and then I'm going to make another one, two segments, one is going to be just about my father, and one going to be about my Uncle Stan. So, thanks guys for listening, this is very therapeutic for me, I've been feeling really a lot better today, you know what I mean, honestly, over the past hour or so, I've been feeling a lot better, and a lot more relaxed, I feel like I'm doing something positive, and I'm accomplishing some stuff. So, thanks guys again for listening.